0: Podcast network featuring Pod of Thrones, Hoopla, Top Shelf Bangers Radio, and the Shiznit. Look, this is for my age, young uh-huh.
1: said he loves the
0: This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit, And your host, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Reilly. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit.
2: All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Damon. Uh, buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Buenos Aires. Uh, uh, you know, the,
3: the word is Buenos Dias. I was just trying to be funny. I was making them, you know, <laughs> what do, you know. What does Ares mean? Air, I guess. I, I mean, mean, that's good, in, good in, air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Buenos
4: Aires is, uh... Instead
3: of saying Buenos Dias, I just said Buenos something else. It's a you know it's a city in
2: in uh, <laughs> right like I would I, Buenos tardes Argentina. or Buenos noches. Well,
3: that that uh, was the point to make it not. It was a non sequitur. It was it didn't fit.
2: Oh, okay. whenever, whenever you have to explain the joke, you're already kind of like. Well, part of it was I couldn't <laughs> remember what what means. So mm-hmm. I was like, what does what does that mean? I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, what is that? I, I don't Buenos um, Aires. All right, Charlie Bell. What's up with you, baby? Hola,
4: girl? como están.
2: Man, you know what, guys? I need a fun show today. I need, like, just a light, like, no isms, no racism, <laughs> no feminism, no sexisms, no schisms. Uh, no, no languageism. Man, it, I've been, people have been going in on me on Facebook all week. Right, <laughs> bro. Like, like, man, for everything, you know, uh. I'm all of them were, everything was a joke too that's the funny thing about it i mean there was some truth in it but it was jo- basically a joke jokes that you were making or jokes that they were making no that i was making oh. like the you know the 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 two white people that made the app uh, to avoid yeah. sketchy neighborhoods mm-hmm. well i made a joke about okay can somebody make me an app so i can avoid neighborhoods where i might get shot for knocking on the door or for buying skittles wearing a hoodie
4: that's not a joke <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, you know, so, yeah, so this, this friend of mine, well, he's kind of, he's a, he's a friend of a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, more of acquaintance of mine mm-hmm. a Facebook uh, friend. No, 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 no. He, we were friends long before oh, Facebook okay. came along. Okay. We've been friends for years, but like I said, we're basically fr- friend of a friend. There's mm-hmm. a, we have a mutual friend that if it weren't for that mutual friend, then we would probably never speak. Right. Most likely, right. you know, or we would definitely never hang out. Right. So anyway, yeah, definitely never talk politics. Right? Yeah. So him and some of he's got some, you know, really extremist buddies, neo-Nazi types, Oh, you hell know, no. and they kind of went in on me. Then I made there was a uh, you know, uh, did you guys see that um, that gif of um, Helen Mirren twerking? Shaking her ass with Michael uh, Strahan on their on, on... No, I didn't see no, it. Was, no. Yeah. And, I'm, and so, I'm thanking Jesus for that right so, now so yeah, there, that was, I didn't see <laughs> Right. She was twerking. I'm like, there's a 69-year-old lady on TV shaking her ass. To me, that's funny. Yeah. So I made a couple of jokes about, <laughs> you know, uh, her milkshake went sour. And, oh. You know, <laughs> her milkshake brings all the boys to the graveyard. and Oh. <laughs> That hurts yeah <laughs> i thought they were hilarious but um yeah the the women didn't appreciate it and they were like these feminists start going in on me and she's fabulous and all this stuff and i'm like Well, she's a above average actress and she looks good for her age so she's fabulous like she's not fucking rosa parks she ain't harriet tubman how the fuck is she fabulous like she's above reproach like She's 69 years old, and she's on TV shaking her ass. She's not above being making fun of. I mean, that's but, funny. But was she really shaking her ass, or was that Photoshop? She was on TV twerking, yes. She was on, oh, she she on okay. there twerking, Michael yes. and Kelly. Yes. Oh, okay. Or is it Kelly and Michael? Those two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever order. Yeah. And so they go in on me, and I'm like, really? Guys, black female feminists, this is your cause right now? Like, Really? Who are all these feminists? <laughs> so-called feminists on your on your
4: social media. I don't know these people.
2: They're out there. You, you know all the feminists. I know all of them. You know all of them. Just like all you, the you all the black to, people. You we have know, to get by me. Each
4: other. You have to get by me. <laughs>
2: You're the gatekeeper. The
5: gatekeeper. Feminist movement. I mean,
3: <laughs> apparently, there's something wrong with your
2: vetting system. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, just, I, the, I, I said all that to say I hope we have a really fun show. I want a light show. Just, uh, I need to, uh, decompress and, you know, we, for, for starters, we have really good guests. We have, um, we have Rod and Karen from the black guy who tips and they're fucking black podcast royalty, basically, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're a big deal, real big deal. And, uh, very honored to have them on the show, uh, joining us in a little bit
4: as Joe Biden would say, a big fucking deal.
2: Yeah. Big fucking deal. Yeah. BFD. They are. Yeah. So, waitresses um, waitresses and waiters around the world
3: <laughs> love it when they walk into the room. Yeah, <laughs> really? Well, at least him. Yeah. Cause it's a yeah. black guy who tips. They don't say anything about Karen. Well, I'm assuming so. that, you know, he, he, he hits the bills. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would think Karen tips cause she's super sweet. So I would think I, she, tips. I don't think the black guy who tips would be with someone who didn't tip. Right. I mean, yeah. He probably would make her tip if yeah. she didn't. Or maybe just
3: on principle on behalf of both uh, of them probably. <laughs> he tips for two. Or he or she
2: tips for himself and she probably tips for her, for herself because okay. they're like they're independent like that. That's man. good. Um <laughs> a good but, uh, tip <laughs>
4: lollipop. Well, so, let's, speaking uh, of good tips,
2: oh uh, do well, you have one lately?
4: Me, uh, <laughs> no, but what but but I will tell you a couple guys who could have This is this is (laughs) you need to give some tips to your brethren. Two of guys were close to getting some swaggy pee. Uh Oh, and they fucked it up. Guys don't realize how close they are (sighs) to the vagina. And all they have to do is be a fucking decent human being. And they could have got it. And yeah. they just fucked it up. Like, it was...
2: Who are these guys? So they, they, was, didn't, they didn't get past me.
4: So, it was me and... I'm it, the
2: gatekeeper of, like, the uh, gentleman's right. club. So
4: I'm gonna, <laughs> right, right. I'm telling you, you. You need to give them
2: some tips. Well, you're vetting problems. <laughs> you need so. to give
4: them some tips so they can get their tips to get straightened out. Because, I mean... So, so basi- what happened? So, basically, it's two very charming, sweet, um, attractive guys. And, you know, they've been... Um, what do you call it? Trying to, well, I guess hit on is the word. Hit right. on. Hit on a couple of my girlfriends for a while.
2: Yeah, your and, girlfriends are fine, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Birds of a- <laughs> Charlie Bell don't, she don't roll with no ugly bitches. Birds of a feather. <laughs> Any, anyway, <laughs> you know, <That> right. <laughs> like I that's... like how she always takes that as a compliment. You don't see buzzards and swans hanging out so. every time. I say that Charlie Bell's got some fine friends, she just gets her whole face lights up. And she just... You might as well, I might as well have said that Charlie Bell is the finest woman on earth. You know, it's no, like no, she takes no. it as the same. I just know. We, you know <laughs>
4: We we stick together. Okay, but um, go ahead. So, game knows game. All they had to do was not be drunk assholes, and they just couldn't manage to to to. They had been you know pursuing these women for months, and they were right about to get it, and then all they had to do was after a the club, which Mm -hmm. was in a not the safest neighborhood, all they had to do was walk these women to their car. Mm-hmm. And they were in like Flynn, and they were too faded, too fucked up to realize that all they had to do was be gentlemen and walk these women to their car. And I know you're going to say, "Oh, this is like a feminist <laughs> thing, like you know, <laughs> double standard, but blah, blah. but it's something that girls do for each other." You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm at a club and we leave together and we're in a hood neighborhood, we'll walk the home girl to her car. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm
2: not saying I'm not um, saying that they did the right thing or even. You know, but I have to be honest, I'm I'm have mixed emotions about the whole gentleman thing, because it's like you guys need, are not on the same page. You know who women, you guys are not on the same page.
4: I don't think there's any woman who would say it's... that a gentleman or a, a friend. let let's 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 leave gentlemen out of it a friend if my home girl and i went to the club and she was like bye bitch i'm going this way you're going that way and we don't walk each other to our cars i'd be like fuck her she's not the homie you know what i'm saying it's like a lot of times guys stuff that gets reduced to like gender issues it really is about being a decent fucking human being you know it's about doing things that you would do for your friend
2: you know and guys don't walk each other to their cars
4: yeah, but women do, and and guys know that you but, guys know you. Come on, dude. You you yourself have walked me to my car. You wouldn't let me just walk through randomly through a fucked up neighborhood. No, I wouldn't.
2: But right, like so, I said, but but there's well, see, this is the one of the conversations I didn't want to have today. So I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna let you finish your story. Cause I'm, no, the I story don't wanna...
4: was that. They were so close to getting some and they fucked it up. That was the story.
3: Did they so they didn't they didn't stumble to the car? They they, they what, they just said bye? Basically. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
4: We actually ended up walking them to their car. Like Well
3: wait, what sounds like you should have walked them to a cab.
2: why <laughs> Yeah, really? <laughs> Uber. Yeah. Like. Well
4: actually I did I was like, Don't you think you're a little not good to drive? Mm. I did I did
2: Uber make that comment. Right, that, wow! All right. Well, um, well, Damon, I would ask what you've been up to, but I saw on Facebook that you was on La Brea pimping. So I was,
3: uh, actually, uh, I just want to
2: say, do you have my cut? Uh, actually, I,
3: well, <laughs> it's not exactly pimping. I started a new service where I walk women to their cars, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's, and you're
4: gonna get some punani for those
3: dudes. <laughs> no, you was at uh, some place called Pips. Pips. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, yeah. uh, it was uh, my 30 uh, year high school reunion. Again? Uh, well, no. <laughs> no, last, last, uh, last year I went to uh, the class of 83. I went to their 30-year
2: 30, 30 reunion. and uh, You know it seems like you have a reunion like every couple months. Well, right? I, I know it feels that way to you. <laughs> but the one before that. You definitely have one more than like.
3: Well, we had, we had the 25-year reunion um, uh, five years ago. And then uh, a year later we had another. It was more like a get-together. With a bunch that was like a pseudo reunion, right? And then, uh, so from 86 to there was nothing between 86, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, oh, between oh, between 10 and uh, 13. So it was like it was like a two or three year
2: span between uh getting together. Oh, yo, oh, boy, y'all must have tore it up. Y'all didn't see each other for three years. <laughs> 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 well, this- nigga, where you been? <laughs>
3: well it's, it's not the same people and uh you know
2: no, uh, that's cool i can yeah. just teach you it cuz it's funny cuz know
3: yeah it seems like uh, we yeah. do have, we do get together pretty often <laughs>
1: yeah. rel- I've heard rel- of that rel- relatively
3: often Yeah. but you know some some schools they 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 get together uh after 5 years um okay. you know they get together every 5
2: years right and uh i saw the pictures and it looked reuniony but mm-hmm. i was like this can't be another reunion he must <laughs> just be like
3: well this is this is our actual 30th uh, even though it was my like, class
2: Okay, it's not a party. The name doesn't really do parties. (laughs) So I'm like, he just went to a reunion last month, seems like. (laughs) So what could this be? It looks really like, I don't know what's going on. He's he's pimping he's yeah. pimping on the <laughs> That's what he's doing. I
3: was trying, I was trying to figure out how to work my camera.
2: That's, that's what I was trying to do. Uh, okay, I, he's like you he had on the black silk shirt and everything. I was like, well, he has got it on his pimp attire. Yeah. The hat's probably somewhere nearby, and yeah. the cane can't be far, and the yeah. cape. Well, you know, it, 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 it was it was our thirtieth reunion, so everybody had
3: a cane. Oh, (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. we had, we had canes and walkers and those little motor, uh, (laughs) the rascals. Yeah. we had those. Uh, It was was tough getting through the restaurant, but we managed. We were all happy to see each other. Wow. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, you get together and, you know, you haven't seen, and there were people that, you know, they hadn't come to the last few reunions, so, you know, we hadn't seen them in, uh, a couple people i hadn't seen in like 30 years Mm -hmm. and uh you know you hug them and you know you're like wow what's this person's name (laughs) and uh you know but it it was cool man we we uh we uh we enjoy each other's company and uh cool yeah we had a good time i guess high school wasn't that fucking great for me
4: (laughs) (laughs) i get no i get annoyed when people from high school hit me up on facebook like Oh, really? Like I didn't even really like your ass in high school. Wow. Oh, that's you know that's what the like, <laughs> <was a> pseudo
2: friends, <laughs> huh? Well, that's
3: the that's the funny thing. Like, well, I mean, they're, they're obviously they're people that you know I went to school with that I that I was friends with, but I've become friends with people um that I wasn't friends with in high school. I mean, yeah. we weren't enemies. Right. right, right. But uh, you know, as we've aged, we've run into each other, we met yeah. on Facebook, we you know, we're, we're yeah. I mean, we're friendly. Right. And uh and I I, I genuinely yeah. enjoy seeing them and uh, well, talking to them. That's true. I can give you that
4: because mm. like there is a few there's a handful of people that I would have thought I would never like in high mm. school and it turns they develop into different kinds of What's dog? I like to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: All, All right. right. Well, without any more, further ado, What's Hey guys, you guys there? Yes. yes. Yay. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thanks again for uh for uh being a part of our Gumbo Circuit virtual tour. It would not be complete without you guys. I was uh um very uh flattered that you guys accepted our invitation and we appreciate you guys coming in and uh, waiting so patiently and all that. Ah, no, no problem. problem.
6: Man.
1: Thanks for having us.
6: Yes, thank you.
2: Wow, thank you guys um because um you guys are, you know, blazing the trail for, for the rest of us. So let me just get right into it and, and get with the questions. And because I know a little bit about you guys from listening to the show, but there's, there's a lot that I don't know. Um, I do know that Rod, you kind of was, <laughs> so I, I know Rod, that you went full time, you know, after, um, I don't know if you, I think you got laid off at your job, but how did you, before that, I assume you were doing it part time, you know, in, uh, on the side, like the rest, like most of us. Um, what made you get into podcasting at the very beginning to, you know, to start?
1: Uh, well, uh, ironically I got gotten laid off at that time too. And, um, you know, I was a fan of podcasts. Um, there weren't very many black podcasts at the time. Um, so, you know, uh, I was like, you know, we should, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to have shows. Um, so uh, why don't we do a show from our perspective? um I think we're interesting a lot of people uh you know you know i have like i'm the kind of person that naturally has pretty fun conversations with people I run across in real life um and I was like, you know we can bring that vibe to um you know to a podcast. I think a lot of black people and a lot of people in general that you know like black people and like different uh stuff will will listen to us because you know there's not much out there that that serves them so that that was where we uh kind of came up with it and uh, i asked karen to be my co-host she wasn't too sure about that uh but uh which is you know another reason it's the black guy who tips she wasn't even sure she was gonna <laughs> be the co-host you know and she was like if you ever want to get rid of me just let me know i was like i don't know why i would want to you know Oh, why don't we just do it? And uh, yeah, so that was basically the, the start. What what year was that? Uh, it's been about, what, five, six years now, Karen?
6: Yeah, it was on my, because he actually got uh, laid off on my 30th birthday.
1: Yeah, wow, so absolutely. five years. Okay, wow. And I,
2: that's another thing I want to give you guys props for, um, being a a couple, being a husband. I know there's other couples out there, but I'm just saying, though, just being a couple and working together, and there's, i that's pretty cool because I'd have to say, you know, as a, as a married man myself, not only could I not do the show with my wife, my <laughs> wife can't even listen to my show
5: <laughs> because that just it
2: causes all kind of problems in my house. So it's like she has to just like not listen. And every now and then I'll send her a link to a show that I think is like pretty safe without uh, anything in it that will piss her off. <laughs>
1: That's real. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I think we're just in a weird boat because we're, we're one of those uh, weird couples that doesn't really argue or like, Mm-mm. you know, ever get um, mm-hmm. disrespectful like and stuff. Um, so I think sometimes when we hear, um, you know, uh, I, when people hear us, they either think it's like fake or yeah. it's bullshit or we'll get like a uh, <laughs> an email that's like, I mean, a. You know, hey, why don't you guys argue more or something? Like <laughs>
3: wow, what's what's this love thing? <laughs> why are you fucking with us
4: with that marital bliss?
3: <laughs> we know that's not real.
2: <laughs> wow, so they they want you to have marital problems to enhance their listening pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how some people are, man. You know, you it, gotta have drama. Yep, that's that's the definition of a hater. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of people just aren't used to, even when it's not romantic, they're not used to, or at least they weren't. I think they've gotten used to it now, but mm-hmm. a lot of people weren't used to the idea of a black couple, or or even just a man and woman yeah. show, and not having this like, now we're going to set up this argument and we're right. going to bring up this topic, <laughs> to fight about. And, you know, there's already a ton of shows out there that do that. They do it way better than we would. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yep. You know, like, why? Why and, so, and plus, I have to live with my wife. So it's not like... <laughs> I know, it's so. You know, you can't just leave all that shit, like, mm-hmm. on the mic a lot of times. So, you know, you got to keep it... Keep, uh, and, and then we want to keep it natural so that it does feel like, you know, a natural conversation and not two people faking it or whatever. And I think... Uh, over the years, uh, if anything, people can always say, like, well, I don't think they ever get on that microphone and fake anything because, you know, we, we keep it as real as possible.
2: Right. OK, cool. And tell us, um, tell tell everybody where you're from.
1: Oh, we're from Charlotte, North Carolina, yep. so uh, down south. Mhm uh, Karen sounds a little bit more North Carolina than I do, <laughs> and I wasn't born here, but I do, yeah, she was actually born in Albany New York, but okay. uh oh, okay. yeah, but I'm the one that that it's uh that you know i don't get any yeah. I don't get any flack about my accent, um, I might get a little bit of flack about messing up an article when I read it or something, but yeah. Karen gets all the accent flack about mm-hmm. us being from the south.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow! See, I, people, I, I, I'm sorry. No, go
3: ahead. I was say no, that. I was just I was just gonna say until you said that I I, I had no idea. I mean, you know, uh, I guess the the southern accent is su- uh, such a regular part of the black dialect anyway that sometimes when I hear brothers from the south, I don't realize they're from the south.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not. In in Rod's case, it's not that strong. There are mm-hmm. other people. I think Aaron from uh, the black uh, the black astronauts has a more of a southern accent mm-hmm. than than Rod does. Oh and, yeah. And uh, yeah, Karen's, uh, it, I mean, I don't see how anybody can complain about it because she just sounds so cute.
1: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they find they find a way. Surprisingly, yeah. they find a way to complain about everything. So. Wow.
2: <laughs> well, I guess that's that's good because that means they're listening, you know. So uh,
1: you know what, man? You would think, think so, that. but um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm actually beyond the uh, idea of, like, getting atten- all attention, attention is good attention. attention. Sometimes
6: like, I don't want that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I
1: think uh, we, we've, like, kind of carved out, like, a little space where uh, we might never be the most popular show uh, because we prefer to have cool people listening rather right. than just everybody listening. Because, you know, everybody ain't you, ain't you- What is skin folk ain't you can folk? Well, everybody that listens... Hey, rooting for your success and uh, everybody that some people listen, you know, uh, I mean, look at like Kim Kardashian, how many Mm -hmm. people follow her every move just so they can shit on her. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be that for anybody. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't like me, feel free to move to the next thing. Right. do something else with your time. It's not helping me at all. I got this morning. I saw someone use our hashtag to call me a simp. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's like, you you could go listen to somebody else, man. Like, you don't even need to say that to me.
3: Right. right. Yeah,
2: a lot of people right. aren't happy unless they're being negative.
1: You
3: right.
2: Know? Yeah. And I can understand that, uh, you know, how from my perspective, all, you know, all attention, you know, sounds good or whatever. And then you get to the point where, you know, fuck this enough already. <laughs> you know, so I can definitely uh, even though I can't relate to it uh, personally, <laughs> I can relate to it on an intellectual level and understand where you're coming from. Uh, with that said, why don't you uh, go ahead and um, I just want to make sure I don't forget. Why don't you guys plug your show where everybody can find you, your schedules and all that and anything you want to plug. Go ahead and plug that now.
6: Um, I'm Karen, one half of the Blackout Who Tips podcast. You can uh, find this show on iTunes, Stitcher and uh, Podomatic. You can find everything about the show at dot come and my twitter name is say that again that s
1: n d a t yeah and my twitter is uh, ridermis prime and uh <laughs> yeah uh, the show twitter is tbgwt
2: Right. And you, uh, you're Rodimus Prime. That's like a, a take on the, the whole Transformer thing, right? You're a big fan of them. Is that correct?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Transformers, man. Um, and I was going by Rodimus Prime on a message board called S O H H back in the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when Twitter started, I didn't know Twitter was going to be a big deal, but I just went ahead and picked that name. And, uh, you know, over, every once in a while, i still get a, oh, man, that name's so cool. But, <laughs> oh. Uh, hopefully people aren't following me for transformers tweets because they're probably
2: (laughs) (laughs) so uh how do you like that franchise uh
1: the movie franchise um i love it uh even though i think it's terrible Terrible. like i don't think (laughs) (laughs) they're not good the quality is very bad but i'm also extremely biased at this point so uh you know and i think it's fun um it's it's not good, but I have fun every time I see it. Right. Uh, uh, I love watching the big ass robots pleasure. fight, and I don't think I should have to apologize for that. So uh, when Michael Bay made a billion dollars this year, I was rooting them on all along, man. Me I want to. I want to see Transformers Five, man. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> see what they got.
3: As long as you understand that they're not good movies, yeah, enjoy. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, we're not going to defend it. We yeah. know it's bad. <laughs>
3: Right. Yeah. I, man, I I remember the, I think I saw the uh uh the last one and my ears were, were uh it was so loud, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, um what was the what was the last one that, that took place in Egypt or, or something like that?
1: Oh or- that's Transformers that might be two that took place in Egypt where oh, okay. uh Galvatron I mean where uh Megatron uh was uh fighting in the desert and the the last fight lasted like two minutes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Yeah, I I watched um, the first two movies. I really, to be honest, I enjoyed the first one. The second one, I enjoyed, but I felt like it was uh, quite a bit too long. And Mm -hmm. after that, I was just kind of done because actually, Transformers. I didn't really grow up with Transformers. They're a little bit behind me. You know, I'm a little bit too old to you know to really have like the childhood memory connections and all that stuff. So that's why I'm not as as into it because you know it wasn't really a, a part of my childhood i was pretty much past it by the time they came along
1: yeah they probably lost a lot of people with the second one because um they had those racist robots and Mm -hmm. that probably (laughs) set them back a little bit yeah Um, but uh yeah but I, i mean i still enjoyed the film but you know even with me i like i'm i'm at that point where i when something bad happens in the film i'm laughing because i'm just like what a terrible decision to do that, you know, to get from point A to point B. Like, why would you add like black robots with gold teeth? that talking to (laughs) Bonnie? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, that's just such a bad decision. So while other people get mad in the theater, I'm normally laughing at those moments.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty out there. It's, it's funny that they like to do that in Hollywood. They like to use these, uh, like transformers and, um, uh, X Men as like allegories and stuff for racism and and stuff like that. So it's interesting that they uh, they like to yeah. It's
1: funny because it's like white people's version of what they think racism is like. Yeah, and, and <laughs> they they always manage to be like more racist than the topic. Because like uh, I remember. Uh, x-men first class it was i mean it's a huge allegory for like the civil rights movement right mm-hmm. but, it, but then in x-men first class they killed the black man whose power is he can't be killed so <laughs> you know it's a moment where you're just like god man white people just don't get it but okay whatever
3: well, i think i think uh brett Ratner's whole thing was it was supposed to be an uh, uh for him it was a, a, a gay gay allegory mm, okay uh, yeah and, um, so the, the movies were, the movies were supposed to be, uh, uh, about, about how homosexuals were discriminated against when Stan Lee created the, created the, uh, X-Men though, he was, he was focusing on, uh, the civil rights movement, which was, you know, it was the, it was the mid sixties. So that's, that's probably, that's what the topic was at the time.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's interesting, man. I did, I never heard, uh, I didn't know Brett Ratner thought that man. Yeah. Which, which, which of the movies was Brett Ratner involved in? I didn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't it the first one?
3: Or, or am I mixing him up? The, the, he's the same—the same guy who directed—uh—um—who directed—um—the—the um, the, uh, Usual Suspects. Was that was that Brett uh, Ratner or am I mistaken? Hold on, no, let me not. look it up
1: because I, I know that the, it switched hands mm-hmm. like halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but yeah, I I I, I think the first one—who's that? Brian Singer directed. Brian Singer. The, I'm
3: sorry. Yeah, well, you're right. Brian Singer. Okay. So Brian singer was making it a homosexual allegory okay um oh
1: uh, okay yeah man I bet he's got scared then because he got in trouble for not too boys. long ago for uh yeah he got accused of uh, sexually assaulting boys yeah and uh, I think the case got dropped, but I mean, I bet well, he regretted that analogy back. He was like, oh, well, shit, I should have went with the black thing. <laughs> well,
3: well I, I know the lawyer who uh, who was representing the, the, the man who claims he was molested, the lawyers, they they dropped that guy as a client.
1: Yeah. So, apparently he was uncooperative yeah. and uh, wasn't working with them. I don't know. Maybe he got paid under the table or something. <laughs> but.
3: Or he was or he was making it up. Or he's trying. Yeah.
1: Know. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one of the things like the only two reasonable conclusions I could come to was either he made all the shit up or he got what he was looking for and was like, all right, I'm done now. Yeah. Right. uh, Either way, either way, it's not good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can see how, you know, that stuff is pretty interchangeable. I mean, if you're fighting for, or I mean, if it's an allegory for racism Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, uh, gay rights, I mean, they're both civil rights yeah you know it's just the the the, the target group is different but you know all the uh you know everything else is the same so you can see how like you know well that's what
3: stan lee said he said it's about people who are different right yeah Yeah, it's about you know that that, that's that's that was his goal to to bring people who are different and show how they
2: can contribute to society and i'm sure those different minority classes will see that and see themselves in it no matter who you know whether they're you know, gay or or black or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, or disabled, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure they handyman. <laughs> watch those, <laughs> watch those movies and you know, and see the uh, the parallels that they're that they're drawing.
1: Yeah. It might even be better for gay rights because there's a whole idea in uh, the X Men thing of like mutants that can pass and mutants that can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, they have it's mut- it's- mutant pride is more about this idea of like openly being a mutant it's not really like black pride is more about this idea of like uh hey we're black we're tired of being subjugated uh where mutant pride was more like i mean nigga we already the most powerful <laughs> <laughs>
3: right you're
1: so just tired of acting like we not yeah so uh i could i could definitely see how somebody could go with that
3: well there, there was that there was that scene where uh because uh, it usually around their the around puberty is the time the mutants would start demonstrating their power and there was mm-hmm. that scene where the guy tells his parents that he's a mutant. He says, "Mom, Dad, I'm a mutant," and they're yep. like, "Well, can you try not to be a mutant, <laughs> or maybe we can we can get you some counseling and you can just be a regular human being?" So that, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they they actually did do that that uh, that that whole
1: coming out thing. Uh, yeah, right. and Brett, Brett Ratner did do the Last Stand. So oh, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, could have been him that said it for the Last Stand. No, I mean, no, it no, had like Brett
3: no, direct. It was Brian Singer. It was Brian Singer. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, Rod, you saw the, um, what, um, ga- um, Guardians of the uh, Galaxy, right? And thought that was like a really great movie?
1: Yeah. Karen and I both it saw that. It was very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think it's the movie of the year so far. Yes, and, sir. Uh, I think it's my favorite Marvel movie, even over Avengers. I know that's blasphemous, but mm-hmm. uh, wow. I, I love Avengers, you know, like it was my son. But
5: uh, <laughs> that Guardians of the Galaxy,
1: man, is it's just like. I yeah. walked out of there, you yeah, know, feeling kid. inspired, man. It was it was just a such a fun time, and yes, it was. Marvels had so many movies to kind of work towards improving, you right, know, and, right. and making it even better. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that joint's gonna be like the new Star Wars, in my opinion, as far as like kids growing up are gonna be like, yo, this is the the space fair and adventure that I, uh, you know, I need in my life,
2: right. Well, I'm, I was never um, big in the comic books, so I'd never heard of the, um, the of, of the franchise until this movie came out. And mm-hmm. um, when I first saw, like, the raccoon and stuff, I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? But then I heard, like, the director on the Corolla show, and then I heard, um, like, your opinions of it and a lot of other, like, hardcore people who were giving it um, some, some, you know, big thumbs up. And so now I want to go check it out,
1: you know, this coming up Friday. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I think everybody should go see this joint.
6: Yeah, and and you can tell that a movie is so well um, directed with the fact that you forget he's a raccoon.
3: Like, like <laughs> wow, that is good. Like, like,
6: like his emotions and the way he emotes and all that stuff, and you know, you forget that that you know that's a tree. You forget that they're not actually there. It's a lot of CGI, but it's done so well. You like certain shit happen and you cry like ah oh, dog and you know <laughs> like you start feeling their pain so that's when you know that is good voice acting
3: yeah, and good
6: um just a good movie when you can feel sad for a uh computer generated raccoon
3: yeah. yeah bradley bradley cooper did the voice for uh, rocket the uh, the raccoon yes, oh, okay he did an excellent job and, and um there. Oh God! What's the guy's name? He was uh, uh, he was uh, Fast and Furious the the uh, light skinned black dude uh, in Fast and Furious. So. Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel was
2: the voice of uh, Groot, the tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wonder if my my Ooh. wife is a big Bradley Cooper fan, but since she won't be able to see Bradley Cooper, I, say I don't I think I... that's gonna count.
4: <laughs> what, a, what a waste of finding <laughs> <laughs> That might be a good movie. I'll go check it out. But dang, that's wasting some fineness. Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel?
2: Somebody else said that about, uh, was it Bane? Oh, yes. Tom
4: Hardy. Was was that 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 you? you. That was you,
2: right. Tom Hardy. I was like, oh, my gosh. Tom Hardy. Ooh. All right. What a waste of fineness. That was a waste of fineness.
3: So if you're a good-looking man, don't do voiceover <laughs> don't work. Don't do
1: <laughs> if you can
3: help it. Yeah, do, Disappointing that, uh, uh, Charlie. <laughs> yeah,
1: speaking of voiceover work... That's, um... actually, uh, that's actually one of the things about Guardians of the Galaxy I respect a lot is, you know, they went with Chris Pratt for the leading man in that movie where he's probably not even the fourth biggest star. You know, like, of the people in the movie, you know, Josh Brolin, um, you know, Zoe Zaldana uh you know Vin Diesel uh uh and um um the dude was just talking about they did, did the voice for Rocket Raccoon Bradley, Bradley um, Cooper yeah Bradley Cooper like all those people would have got the lead over him if this was probably a DC movie but because it's Marvel like they figured a way to cast it where it were like these people will be in a supporting role and we're gonna believe in this guy to carry it and uh Chris Pratt man like after this movie he, he's a star make like he's a star now like yeah, that dude's going to be able to go off and do whatever the hell he wants to for the next however many years based off of his performance in this movie.
6: And and I know she was talking about uh, not being able to see their bodies, but they make a whole hell of a lot of money for their voices. Like some people even <laughs> make more money for speaking than they would actually showing up on the set.
2: Wow. And uh, on I was listening to one of you guys shows and um, I thought I heard did I hear something about you guys or Karen you doing some voiceover work or something like that?
6: Oh yeah, we both have, we both work okay. with our sponsor, uh, shadow doll production. We've done like 14 uh, different audio plays. We actually have a, a um, iTunes uh, audio uh, thing called the Best of Rod and Karen, which is like everything that we've ever been in. He's he's actually great. We worked with him for uh, two years. Uh, we were to ride out there. He would record us, and we've got to meet his other actors and performers. So yeah, we're actually professional of uh, voiceovers.
5: Oh, uh,
2: cool! But mm. actors. Very cool. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't even know that. I just heard that you guys kind of just briefly mentioned it in passing a little bit on, on uh, the show that I was listening to. But yeah, Rob, what you were saying about the uh the actors and the casting and stuff, I think the director, um I can't remember his name, but like I said, I heard James him on Corolla. James
1: Gunn. It's James Gunn.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think he had a lot to do with it. I think um that the the the, the um the movie that you enjoy, I think a lot of the credit is, is owed <coughs> to that guy.
1: Yeah, it should, man. It's you know, it's been kinda sad to see like critics kinda come at the dude now because When he was just an indie uh, director making Slither and Tromeo and Juliet, like it was like he was safe to like. because It's like critics are like those fans of rap that hate hate the rappers once they make it to the radio. Right, (laughs) right.
2: right. Hate the success. (laughs) as,
1: As the movie box office started getting bigger and bigger and it set the record for the August like box office for all time. All of a sudden it went from like, yeah, man, James Gunn finally got a chance to like, man, James Gunn is the problem with Hollywood and, uh, you know, he's a sellout. Like, come on, dude, like, (laughs) can we celebrate this dude for for a week, man? This brother, you know, went from uh, having a low budget uh, special effects like, uh, you know, cult, uh, you know, cult movies to like basically being able to, to drop some like, legit big budget action and all that shit man yo nothing but props for that dude right yeah that's
2: that's weird how you know they want to celebrate them when you're obscure but then when you get the success then all of a sudden you're a sellout and (laughs) when you're doing the same thing that you were doing before
1: yeah (laughs) like that's gotta suck as i mean obviously the money is great but i mean it's gotta suck for like the idea of like yeah man i'm doing this people are support me and then the second you start really being successful, motherfuckers are like, uh, actually, <laughs> dog, uh, I don't like you anymore, so yeah. can you stop trying to to be successful, please? On
2: to the next new thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> find the next undiscovered person not making any money and, and uh, sing their praises until they make it.
1: Well,
3: hopefully that'll happen to the shiznit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now that <laughs> they're making millions of dollars, they sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call sell exactly.
2: out <laughs> <laughs> Really though. But um so how long have you guys been married?
1: Uh well this year it'll be let's see 13 years.
2: 13 uh, yeah, years. Yeah,
1: 2000. Wait, well, okay. no, 12, 2014. Yeah. So 2002. Yeah. We got married right. um um September 2nd. So yeah, it'll be uh uh man coming up soon. In less than a month it'll be 12 years. Yeah,
2: we've been together 20. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh Wow. Okay. So, so well, that was at high school. High no, I was going to say, how'd you guys meet? Is there some
1: kind of high school uh, story? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's been. Uh, w- well, we've known each so, other since we were like grade school. Elementary school. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. The so, um, you guys like yeah, um, so, so, um,
2: so. like they like uh, Heathcliff and uh, Claire Huxtable. <laughs> Aww. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, now, when you first met, would you like soccer on the arm and then run? Is that is that was that your tra- uh, is that your your courtship ritual? Pull her ponytail.
1: Uh, as a nerd, I wouldn't want to get beat up by a girl, you know I mean? <laughs> 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 definitely a lot of pressure there. But, um, nah, we, uh, we, um, she used to let me sit next to her on a bus, and uh, you know, we would talk and stuff. And during the summer, I would call her up every once in a while, she would call me, and we would talk about, um, like whatever was Cartoon's, on TV, cart- like, you know. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we just kept hanging out until, uh, one day, um, she asked me to go to a play. Um, uh, I think it was beauty shop too. And, uh, uh I, yeah,
6: I, I, terrible. I,
1: it's just pre tower uh, Tyler
2: Perry. Yes, <laughs> right, right, right.
1: Uh, I accept it and, uh, it's, it's been great ever since.
2: And how, how were you guys, uh, at that, at that play date at that, uh, uh, going to the play together?
1: I think I was 16 and she was 15, I think.
2: Yep. yep. Wow. Aww. That's cool. You guys are like fucking storybook soul, yeah. soulmates. Seriously. Yeah. That's I'm a soulmate.
3: Man,
2: you guys really you guys are that's that's inspirational. You don't hear a lot about that um, love, these days. Black love. For yeah. real though. Give it so up. Just love. Right. right, right. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That is very cool. And yeah, we, we've been that.
6: together for a very long time. And it, it's just one of those things where, like, a lot of people be like, well, how can you do a show with your husband five days a week and all these spit-off shows and not want to stab him in the eye? <laughs> 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 but but the, the thing is, is that we understand that people need their space. You don't, you know, you can't be up on the knee people all the time. And, you know, I think people have their myths on what they think a relationship is. hmm or either they see bad relationships or they think their relationships should mimic that. Right. That's why we look at people crazy when they're talking about I had to pop a bitch or I had to bust a nigga in the eye. We look like, word, that's what we're doing. That's, that's not love and that's
2: not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, really. Oh, man. So tell us about, um. you guys do have quite a, quite a few shows. Tell us about all the shows in your lineup.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. So um the way we make money is at the Blackout Tip. We have a uh, premium shows. So you go to the blackout tips dot com slash premium and you can sign up and you get access to a bunch of other shows that we do. Uh right now we have uh, a sports show called Balls Deep that I do with my friend Justin <laughs> uh once a week. Uh it's pretty fun, man. Like good name. Def-
4: good, good great name. name. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, it's definitely sports from a completely different angle. Yes, than it is. Most shows, like, we get pretty silly and talk around it's sports. It's so much
6: fun. But,
1: uh, yeah, we always have a lot of fun. Um, we Then uh, we do a show called uh, Lip Smacking Good, where Karen interviews people um, about food and food culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a one-on-one interview show called Medium Talk, where I just talk to different people that – I find interesting for, for whatever reason, you know, there's various reasons that, uh, you know, like, it, like there's no one thing that gets you on Medium Talk. It's just, oh, man, I want to, you know, like I've talked to uh, porn stars. I've talked to uh, people that um, uh, like a uh, bit on TV. So I talked to like the the girl from um, Catfish that uh, was dating the dude. Oh, okay. well, the- the ebony dude Rod who uh turned out to be uh a guy who was in the trans transvestites uh but Ebony, I talked to her mm-hmm. you know um like so so like that's fun uh we have a movie trailer we have a sports uh, I mean uh, a sport movie review where we talked about basically movies that we've seen but we just spoil them right away so mm-hmm. that <laughs>
5: yeah
4: yeah yeah we, that's messed up uh, i need to listen to that so i don't have to go see these <laughs> i don't
6: watch movies anyway, so i might as well listen to that yeah. i mean it's in the title but we tell people yeah. you click on this this is your fault yeah basically
1: like <laughs> tell you that if uh you've seen the movie or you haven't seen the movie or you just don't care about spoilers that's the only people who should listen to it right because we just like right off the bat it's like oh the kid uh, from Sixth Sense, uh, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Start with that. Um, we also uh, do a show called um, Off Season reviews where we review mm-hmm. TV shows and we just kind of like wrap them up. Uh, we got to do more of those because for a while I couldn't figure out the best format, but I think yeah. I've got it going now. Yes. Um. So and then we do a show called Impossible White Man Movie Reviews where. Uh, we talk about my favorite genre of movies, which is Impossible White Man. Um, you know, think like uh, Indiana Jones, Bruce Willis, and uh, Die Hard. Mission uh, Impossible. Yeah, Mission, Mission Impossible is a really good Impossible Rambo. White Man. Rambo is a good Impossible White Man. So yeah. we, we, uh, we talk about that kind of stuff. And, and uh, The Real House Husbands. Yeah, well, Real House Husbands is kind of on like a permanent break, but it is it was a fake reality show that we right. adjusted it mm-hmm. as a joke and then it people liked it so much yeah, that we kept doing it um but it's silly as shit man like i, I like i kind of want to bring it back but i also every time i think about it i think about the hours of editing that show <laughs> requires compared to every other show we do but uh yeah but that was a fun show
5: hmm. so
1: i think that's it oh wait and i forgot the big the nerd off um we yeah. do a show where we uh, talk about nerd, nerd shit, shit, man. <laughs> like, you know, uh, uh, I'm a big nerd. Karen is like a nerd in denial, kind of. <laughs> <laughs>
6: see, see, like I said, I, I feel like this. I didn't go through the things that, like, them real nerds went through. I didn't get beat up. I didn't get, Wedgies. you know, threatened because I read <laughs> comic books. I didn't get punched because I was smart in math. Like, so I'm like, I'm not that type of nerd. I, I, You know, I don't know. I, I'm not... When it comes to, you know, like computers and shit like that,
1: I'm not the IT dude. So I'm like, well, I'm not really a nerd. Well, for well, she reads comics now. <laughs> she plays video games. She watches all these comic book movies and shit. So it counts. And uh <laughs> we, so we do a show with uh Chris from uh the Insanity Check Podcast, slash movie trailer reviews, and um he uh he's typically on with us, but we have like a rotating cast of different people. Uh, They like nerdy shit. Uh, A lot of black people that like nerdy shit, man. Um, So, uh, yeah, we we like to do that like once every two to four weeks. Weeks. Because nerd nerd news is a lot slower than uh, like sports news and shit. So it kind of takes a while to collect. But, uh, yeah, we love doing that show, too.
6: Yeah. And on top of that, we do our regular shows uh, five days a week. And they're all uh, archived. We keep our... (laughs) current 10 shows are free you can listen to those at any time but anything (coughs) past like 700 or whatever plus shows are all Mm -hmm. in the archives in addition to all the premium shows that we do
2: wow okay cool that yeah you guys got um there's even some shows that i wasn't aware of that you guys got going on i thought i knew about all your shows
4: (laughs) That's the highest working couple in podcast okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: If you're gonna um, if you're gonna charge people, I like I don't I, I can't speak for everybody, but I definitely have a uh, like this complex where the only way I would ever be able to like sell something is if I felt that it was you were getting way more than it was worth, right? Or else I couldn't do it. And I feel like uh, our premium shows are definitely that, where people are like, "Wow, you guys are working so hard! I can't keep up. I have to pick and choose which shows I'm going to listen to and all that stuff." And they're all high quality, and they're all completely different from each other. And I yeah. think um, that's the only way I can feel comfortable being like, "All right, man, f- thank you for paying for this this month." Yes, you know, I feel like if we were putting out like four shows a month and shit, I would feel nah, terrible. Not nah, that, and you know, what I mean, like, I would understand. I Like, I would be talking to people like, "Man, if you want to opt out, just go ahead, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <I understand. laughs> come back in a couple months. You know, I und- like I so it's." It's the only way that we know how to work is to work hard and work smart at the same time. And I think we managed to uh, find a really good balance right now.
6: That and the fact that uh, we want people to uh, realize that if you're going to, because now uh, people are our customers so that makes a difference and we know how hard people work for their money, we understand how the economy is, we understand for some for some people it is a flat sacrifice to spend that money so we want to give you more than enough I think right now we got over what, 200 plus premium shows and continuing to grow so it's just one of those things where we want people to know that we do it for
4: for them.
2: That's right. I heard that. That's uh I think a very good business model, mm-hmm. you know. The
4: podcast value meal deal. You know? <laughs>
2: we like that. We like it. Oh man. <laughs> well, again, I cannot thank you guys enough uh for for coming on. You know what? Before before I go, before or before you guys go, or before we let you go, however you fuck you phrase that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, the name I
1: believe uh, I believe Frankie Beverly said it best when he said, "Before I let go." Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the,
2: your name, the black guy who tips. What made you like? Where'd you pull that from? Um,
1: I used to um have a blog named The Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, it started mm. from an email list with my friends. Um, uh, ironically, all my black friends. Uh, from college, we went to HBCU, so. Uh, We had, like, a list, an email list between me and all my friends so that we could keep in contact. And uh, it was just, I would put out, like, once or twice a week because I would be bored at work. Different lists and different jokes. And, you know, some of the jokes would be corny, but then some of the jokes would be cool. Like, uh, one time I rewrote uh, Notorious Bigs, the Ten Crack Commandments to the Ten Weed Commandments. And, you know, like... (laughs) like shit like that and people would be like you're so funny man you should you should put that on a blog or something so I started a MySpace page and I put a blog on there and then uh, MySpace wasn't cool no more so I, <laughs> so I went to a blog spot and I made it the black guy who tips you know we've been waiters uh, yeah. since we were kids yep. um, as, as professions you know now. I mean we've moved on from it now but like we were waiters for the formative years of our lives mm-hmm. so tipping has always been extremely important to me yes um, and also the perception that black people don't, don't, tip. Or right. don't tip has always been really important to me. So it was kind of like a defiant, like, oh, y'all say black, nope, like black people don't tip. Well, I'm the black guy who does tip. Right. You know, there's, <laughs> there's like, so don't stop saying that shit, you know, just in general, like some of us do, you know, like it's so and I know I'm not the only one. Uh, which was, you know, which is funny because it's like a litmus test. Because some people will be like, "Oh, you mean it?" Because you're the only black person that tip. I'm like, "No, I don't actually mean that. I mean, uh, I can. You can definitely count on me as one. So, you know, I'm sure there's there's a lot of us out there. I know there's a ton of people because tipping comes up all the time as a topic. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people that we overcompensate being black. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we, yeah. We, know, we know we probably shouldn't yeah. tip a motherfucker right. sometimes. Like, yep. Like, uh, I really shouldn't give you my money, but I right. uh, I'm gonna fight the racism a dollar at a time and yeah. give these motherfuckers more than they deserve. Like in uh I overtip um just because I was a waiter. Right. And uh if you'll if you find anybody who has waited for any length of time they, usually overtip. they typically overtip. Yeah. Amen. We understand man. the work. Yeah. You know what it I mean? ain't no joke. Um but I'm but yeah, that. that's that's basically how it came about, man, from oh. the blog and the fact that we were waiters. Okay, cool. And, it, and I think it would have been the black couple that tells, but, you know, Karen was like, I don't even know if I'm going to do this shit. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
6: yeah, because I looked at him like a podcast. Karen's still there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess for me, I didn't know or realize that I had a voice. So I was really looking at him sideways going, I don't, I don't know what this is. Don't nobody want to hear me talk. What is we talking about over yeah, here? Yeah, I
1: didn't even know we would. like blow up to the level we have gotten to. Nah, it's shocking. Uh, It's shocking. So, you know, there's a lot of people that have been doing shows uh, either as long as us or they've been doing shows uh, that I think have more appeal than us, but we've kind of managed to like carve out our own space and Mm -hmm. and be successful at it. And, um, you know, definitely uh, couldn't have done it without our fans, couldn't have done it without Karen and our friends and all the people you know that we podcast with man like uh when we started podcasting dog people didn't even do what we're doing right now, now they didn't which is like each other. go on other shows or Mm-mm. invite those shows on oh, their show nope. like it like now it seems like part of the course like right. oh i like this person i'm gonna check you out is like I, when we first started asking people it's like for what you know what i mean why? not yeah. not to be angry but wow. just because was so far it was a foreign More concept thing. to be like hey why don't you get on skype be on our show and we'll talk together. And it's like, why would I do that? I already have a show. It's like, so our people can know you, you can know us. Uh, well, I don't know if I want to do that. And now look at it. It's like, you know, who wouldn't want to go be on somebody's show. So so it's been awesome to like, to change the game and then to watch the game change.
2: Yes. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. That is real cool. (laughs) Well, thanks again, guys. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, we'll we'll see you around Podcast Land.
1: Yes, sir, man. Thank have you guys good for having one. us.
4: Thank you, sweeties.
2: All right, take care. Have a good Peace. one.
4: Bye. Set the, they set the template for us. We got We got to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. You know.
2: For show, sure, for show.
3: Sure. That means you two have to get married. <laughs> yeah, or you two. <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm Barney, he's Frank.
4: <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I forgot to tell you about... What? Um, so we've been talking about all the biopics coming out, right? And so my few of my friends are working on the Straight Outta Compton movie, which is going to be the NWA biopic. Oh. But um mm-hmm. I think most people heard about it because of the the racist casting call
2: right. issue. Yeah. But
4: then there was um a real shooting on the set last week.
2: Wow. Yeah, they they was like, We're gonna make this shit real. real. <laughs> <Too> real. <laughs> we we're going we're gonna make this authentic. Too real. <laughs> keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> okay. Wow. So what happened?
4: I don't know the details but some knuckleheads started shooting and somebody got shot and it was funny because one of my friends who worked on the set was like, "Oh, you know, I was walking towards the the camera truck and I was like, oh, that makeup is really good. That blood looks really real." <laughs> And then all of a sudden my was like, get down, get down and he's like, Oh shit.
3: Yeah, that white tape on the ground is like real authentic. So Wow, yeah. those cops really know what they're doing.
2: You know, white white chalk and yellow tape. Like this looks like a real crime scene. I Damn.
4: I, I told him, I was like, It's the curse of Eze." E.
2: <laughs> the curse of Eze. E.
4: But I'm I'm excited to see what the movie looks like, if for no other reason than nostalgia.
2: Yeah, I saw I saw the James Brown movie. You did see yeah, it, yeah? Get on up. I wanted to see it. Yeah. What'd you What'd you think of it? I loved it. Really, the movie yeah,
3: or your performance or both? I I, wow. I love the movie and the performance. Mm. Wow. Um, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I mean, I because uh, from what I understand, he had to learn how to do all that stuff for the movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, Did he get a poem? <laughs> yeah he had a perm how to get... it looked like the perm was the easiest part <laughs> cause he's like doing all the dance moves he's doing the splits he's not doing yeah. just one split he's doing like split after split after split right. in in one scene getting the perm is the easy part, keeping it from sweating out okay the thing I will say about this is, is i mean I can see why people wouldn't like it cause it's it's not a straight narrative it's uh it's it's like it's. You know, it just bounces around from scene to scene. It's more uh, the way I see it, it's it's impressionistic, and and so it's like the way I look at it was James Brown when he talked about his music, he just talked about a feeling mm-hmm. rather than uh, rather than the music. This is how the music's supposed to make you feel, mm-hmm. and I think that the movie is like showing you what went into James Brown that made him feel so the movie's supposed to make you feel and you, you don't look mm-hmm. at it as a it, as a direct narrative it's like mm-hmm. this is james brown as a 40 year old man this is why this is why he does what he does and you mm-hmm. see him you know his, his mother's walking out on him at, mm-hmm. at, at you know a very young age and uh i you know i i it's something i want to see again mm-hmm. so, oh, was, okay. remember, yeah. the critiques
4: um, i heard of it were saying that they felt that that he had been whitewashed because the whole production team was wide and it didn't really.
2: So you're talking about that same article that I read that I, I saw yeah. a few,
4: I mean, I've saw, I've seen a couple articles to that effect, but then the uh, friends that I, um, talked to had the same, um, take on it. So I, I mean, I didn't see it,
3: so I can't say, I, see, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what they could have whitewashed, uh, other than, you know, they might've scaled back some of his more unsavory, um, you know, some of the things that he, you know, I mean, they, but they they gave you uh, an essence as, as to who he was. And, hmm. you know, the, the music was, <laughs> I thought the music was, was James Brown. Right. Uh-huh.
4: Well, of course, the music better be. But yeah. I think that, um, like I said, I didn't see it, so I can't mm-hmm. really content, comment on mm-hmm. the substance of the critique. But yeah. the, the uh, analogy that one of my friends gave was like, he, he's like, you know, the whole production team and creative team was all white. She's like, it's kind of like if a white couple adopts a black kid, it's like they may have the best of intentions, but they really still don't know how to comb the little girl's hair. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, mm, I could see that. But like I said, I haven't
3: seen it. So I'll... Yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that uh, until I read that article. I didn't know that, the, that everybody was white. Mm-hmm. The only thing I knew about it was Mick Jagger had, had, was one of the producers. Mm. That was the only thing I knew about it. But uh, it, to me, it's really worth watching.
2: Hmm, I'm about to check it out. But yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know because um, yeah, they the the article that I read, it, it really was like really coming down on it and well, just all the bi- black biopics in general. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they were saying so. Which I think can be and may be a separate issue. You know what I mean? Like black. Mean? I mean, as far as blacks being employed behind the scenes on these movies, I think is a separate issue. than. I don't think that necessarily means that the movie came out poorly because there's no blacks working behind the scenes on these movies. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or uh, specifically this movie, this James Brown movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Do, would you ask me, should there be, I would say, yes, there should be. I would agree that there should be some, but I don't necessarily think that because there's not, like, like the product is like, poor. Right, right. Did you like my my question is: Would they have that same opinion if they thought black people were working on it after watching the movie? You know what yeah. I mean? Well, or, or is that a a byproduct of them them knowing that there were no black people involved?
4: Right. Well, I think it's a different thing. I think that I think it's not simply a question of black underemployment in Hollywood, which we know is re- is a real concern. But I think it's more a, a the big picture is how much does the person being portrayed or depicted have control over their representation you know and I think that 's the issue is that and the reality is the media images of black people that go out across the world you know hollywood is is globally influential, and black people don 't have very much control over our representation, so I think that 's a deeper issue. Um, and that's what it's getting at. So, for example, like as much as a white person may enjoy or love, you know, James Brown's music, and I know, you know, James Mick Jagger and a lot of white artists, of course, cite him as an influence and a, and somebody they, they 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 admire. But really, only a black person could say, okay, this is how we felt when "I'm Black and I'm Proud" came out. You know, before that, black was a slander. It was a it was a a. a what do you call it a slur, you know, right. and he was like, "I'm black and I'm proud, and that changed the game. I mean, it really was like yeah. it changed the game for the way black people felt about themselves, and so only we could really reflect that in 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 an artistic work, how we felt, not you know not you know what I'm saying how yeah. we felt yeah right I,
3: I, I've heard that before, and, and you know i I, I get it I, but you know somebody if somebody thirty say yeah, we'll say a thirty five year old black screenwriter. Uh, wanted to do it. It was one of the writers on the James Brown biopic. Yeah. He wouldn't have any more, uh, you know, firsthand experience Mm -hmm. with how he felt when, I mean, hell I was, I mean, I was, I'm the oldest one in here and I barely remember.
4: Right. But we've talked to our moms. We talked to our, we've had our direct family connections. We've seen the pictures of when our parents went from perms to afros. I mean, I did. But you know
2: what though? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in that boat. I mean, I didn't, you know, James Brown's a little before me, and I heard the music and before all, all that. all of us. Right. So, I never really put the that connection together until I read the article. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I never really realized that, oh, wow. Yeah, I could, and yeah. I like, I could again, on an intellectual level, I can relate to mm-hmm. how that must have, you know, had been impactful or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's foreign to me because I wasn't around for it, you know? And mm-hmm. like I said, I, I've heard, you know, I'm black and I'm proud of billion and one times, right. like everybody else. I never put two and two together. Right, you right, know, right. It, it never hit me, and mm-hmm. I, I felt a little like embarrassed by it, but I was like, right. well. But I think and, that's and, the
4: and, point, is that if black people uh, had more control over our representation, then that's the story that would have been told, or that's the story that would have been brought to the forefront, or ideally. I mean, we don't know. The story could have been crappy either way,
3: you know? But I, I think, uh, well, the, to me, uh, like I said before, um, you know, James Brown talked about the feeling and you know you 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 go back and forth between James Brown as an adult and James Brown as a child, mm-hmm. and you would see all of his influences what goes into all that huh, right good god right you know and you you have to i mean it's not spelled out for you right you have to make the connection right it's like okay so the, the, and you know with with blues artists in general i mean I thought the movie did a great i great great uh job of showing you know the the, the pain right, right, the, right the suffering all, all everything that goes into every each one of his you know rhythmic uh gyrations mm-hmm, you know and mm-hmm. and, and what goes style, in, his, his style yeah and uh you know until until i read that article i didn't realize that mm-hmm. you know it was that something was missing right uh but i, I as as far as getting back to um uh, mm-hmm. my first uh well you know i you know eddie murphy was was kind of like the first time I. Ever, I mean, I grew up. with... James Brown was played in the house, right. but you know, I was a kid. And then you know, when when uh, I knew enough about James Brown to laugh when Eddie Murphy did his impression right, of him. Right, right. But it wasn't until uh, Eric B and Rakim started using sampling the James Brown tracks right. that I started to understand why oh this is this right. is what James Brown is about this right, is right, right. this is his influence this is you know right. this was the template for but, everything that came after
4: right but i think that actually kind of um actually strengthens the argument or not the argument, but Mm -hmm. the position of what Mm -hmm. we're talking about, because Eric B and Rai Kim, I mean, they were coming from a certain black perspective and they were able to translate that generational message from, Mm -hmm. okay, here's what the James Brown generation was Mm -hmm. talking about. Now let's translate it to the hip hop generation. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about, yeah, the feeling of James Brown, yes, that's something that art is concerned with representing a feeling or expressing Mm -hmm. a feeling, Mm -hmm. but ultimately categorically black pride is a feeling that can only be felt by someone black. You know, that's that's period. I mean, yeah. th- that doesn't mean you, you we can't discuss black pride mm-hmm. with white people or explain it to them or or explore it with them. Well, but so, categorically, mm-hmm. only a black person could feel black pride. Well, so you my, know?
3: well, my thing about writing and directing is, I mean, you I mean, there's there's basic things that you understand about the human experience, Absolutely. Basic emotions. And you can convey that even mm-hmm. even if you know how uh, even if uh, the details are different. Mm-hmm and the way i look at it is a white person can take a story mm-hmm. and understand well this is what this caused this and this caused that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know it, since since the art form is a collaborative effort you, you have something from the uh the, the, the performers mm-hmm. uh they 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 add to whatever that you know whatever right. that thing is right and conversely, um I mean people write about things i mean i you know writers write about the Revolutionary war they definitely right. weren't alive for that men yeah, write right.
2: songs for women right. Right? yeah went in from a, right. a women 's perspective right. yeah i'm not trying
3: to say from that anthems, we too. can't yeah. i'm not trying to say that we
4: can't have authentic <laughs> we can't have authentic connections to one another's experiences. I think that's the purpose of art that's the function yeah. that art serves yeah. however you Yes, you can have an authentic connection to someone else's experience. I mean, that's why, you know, as white, black people, we can love Shakespeare. We can love, you know... We can love Mozart. Mozart, Beethoven, yeah. what have you. And, you know, white people can love...
1: Tony, James Brown. Yeah, James Brown. <laughs> Little Richard. You're right. Yeah. Tony
4: Morrison, what have you. Mm-hmm. We can't connect to one another's experience, but at the same time, we can't depict per, per se. There's certain elements we can't depict that we haven't... That, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's just a different... There's a different source of expression that is coming from when it's an you know an experience is closer to you. So I don't know, but again, it doesn't mean that the the outcome I mean, I think Tyler Perry's work is garbage. You know what I mean? It's garbage. I don't care. Yeah. I want to see Tyler Perry's get on up. Yeah, fuck. I want to see Tyler Perry's get on
3: out. That's what I want to see.
4: <laughs> so anyway, it's neither here nor there, but I think it's a good discussion.
2: Yeah it is but um well while we're on uh singers and whatnot you know little kim is uh beefing with uh, Nicki minaj because um you know bouncy or beyonce bouncy as i call her (laughs) she uh she made that uh she dropped that little
4: remix the flawless remix
2: Yes, with uh, Nicki Minaj on there, and Nicki Minaj is something about you know being the queen of rap, mm-hmm. and Lil Kim took offense to that because that's her title. Oh, she B. bent. No, that uh, was her
4: title, past tense so, uh, that she gave to herself.
2: But uh, so
3: yes,
4: <laughs> in a different generation. I, I missed
3: the coronation.
2: <laughs> I know huh? exactly. The,
4: the sad part is that Lil Kim can actually rap she's talented but i mean her she she's she what we're seeing with lil Kim, the sad part is like she's not aging gracefully like she would be a better it it wouldn't be so sad and tragic and and humorous if she would just be like you know what i i set the path for these bitches i blazed the trail like i'm gonna take that you know what because lil because Nicki minaj acknowledges that she you know um Role models somewhat after Lil Kim, and they actually did um, on on some of Nikki's like earlier um, mixtapes before she came out with like big albums. Lil Kim actually rapped on some of her mixtapes, and the shit was dope. Like it was a dope collab, but she stayed in her lane. Like don't try to come for the young, you know, superstar <laughs> when your shit is. I mean, I'm sorry, Lil Kim.
2: Well, I have it right here. <laughs> oh so lord, I'm, I'm about to play it.
4: I didn't know we were going to
3: get the
2: I love Beyonce and all but I ain't feeling that line about sometimes shit go down when a billion dollars on the elevator what what the the fuck I like that I don't like that that's some bullshit why you didn't like it that's some bullshit
4: in what way?
2: Dude, first of all, um, I'm pretty sure. Wait, wait, that that that's
4: hot. That That's, not hot.
5: I, I that's not
2: hot. That's not. That's some. That's some bullshit. That don't mean nothing. Like, if you didn't want to address it, don't address it. But why are you gonna put that? To me, that's patronizing. I think it's extremely patronizing In what way? Y'all motherfuckers don't understand Cause y'all is making y'all little money But it's a billion dollars on elevator And when you got that much money on the elevator Sometimes shit go down That's some bullshit Bill Gates He done been on the elevator with uh, his partners or whatever and, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey and, and I ain't never heard about nobody else Having no kind of shit go down on the elevator But them they ain't the first billionaires to be on the elevator together Or combine a billion dollars I
4: think you're taking it too literally <laughs> I think that the point is that This is a billion dollar corporation The Bay and J corporation Is a billion dollar And yeah, more money, more problems It's like you have Yes, a lot of money is going to create drama And I'm sure Bill Gates we I mean, we've seen, we saw, I mean, there was the Bill Gates movie. We heard about oh, dra- drama I don't with think, Oprah. You do hear about drama with rich people. That's not. You hear about drama with everybody. Right, but I'm just Money saying. Money don't have anything to do with it. There is a certain kind of drama that that um, emanates from
3: extreme wealth. Well, the way I look at it, <laughs> way I look at it, if she didn't want anybody, if they didn't want anybody talking about, because the way, to me, the line sounds like you guys can't understand. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about it anyway. If if you, if you. you want pe- if you want people to stop talking about it tell us what happened and then it'll go away. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I think it's I a wack it was line. witty.
5: I think it's a <laughs> wag line. I mean, you know. So what's
3: the what's now? Why is uh why is little Kim upset with Nicki Minaj on this song? <laughs> <laughs> because she needs to get a life and fucking
4: get her career back. Because Nicki Minaj stole her career.
3: <laughs> is that it? I mean, I, I thought maybe she dissed her or something. She basically used the title that she. Oh, that was it. That, that the okay. I thought there was something more to it.
2: No, that's pretty much it. Just uh, like the the shack, the shack and the uh, Dwight Howard uh, situation. Oh, really? oh okay. I'm Superman. No, I'm Superman. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, motherfucking so like Christopher Reeve, right. Superman. Clark, Christopher, Superman. Georgia, uh, whatever that dude's George, name George Reeves. George Reeves was L. The <laughs> Superman <laughs> before all y'all motherfuckers.
4: Cal <laughs> I, <mean, laughs>
2: I, I thought there was something. Okay, so it was just childish <laughs> bullshit.
3: Yes.
4: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Well, if you guys want to actually hear this track, you can come. It'll be on. It'll be posted on our website because we didn't talked all over it. So. It's terrible. When it goes that endorsement. But, uh, so, um, well, speaking of Beyonce, did you guys hear about the uh, the um, so called mistress, supposed mistress? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, She uh, she she uh she did this whack track.
4: Well, first of all, on the track, first of all, it's call it a track is generous. It's really it's whack. It's It's, really uh, um it's really an audition tape for a a reality show for the fake housewives of it somewhere show.
2: Oh my bad! I'm playing Black Jesus. Oh no!
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's for the next show. That's for the next show. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, It's terrible.
2: It is terrible.
4: I mean, why would she even go back to this old ass track,
3: too? Like,
4: come
2: on.
3: Oh, the uh, Outcast track. Sorry, yeah. Miss Jackson. Sorry, Miss
2: Carter. Uh, because she has no originality and or no
4: creativity. I mean, she can't even come up with a new old reference. <laughs> <laughs> new
0: old she reference. Can't even
4: bite. But the whole side chick, so called controversy is not even... I mean, she's really talking about... She, in the so, in the so-called song, she says she didn't fuck Jay, right. so really she's talking about an imaginary relationship that she had. She's like, I could have fucked her, man. Like, bitch, you can say that about anybody. Well, she's
2: saying that they got an emotional and intellectual collect, uh, connection. Right. You know.
4: And I feel like I have an emotional and intellectual connection with him when I listen to the blueprint. However, <laughs> however, I'm not coming for Beyonce. Okay fuck out of
2: here yeah and this was crazy she's talking about she used to respect her but now she got to come and check her and all this is like what what are you talking about how are you gonna be the side chick and then gonna try to check the wife you just right. have not a leg to stand no, the on.
4: imaginary side chick
2: <laughs> the, the legend side yeah, religion. <laughs> religion it's just it's humorous yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I can't even, I can't even let this you can't even take it serious. It's, it's, it's garbage. It's so whack. It's terrible. It's a good thing she's fine because she sure ain't got nothing else going for her.
5: Aww.
3: <laughs> well, you know, that's all she needs, really.
2: Yeah, I don't know. So speaking of the black Jesus, did anybody watch that? No. No? You
3: didn't watch it? Well, I don't even know what that is.
2: <sighs> okay, uh, don't do that. Sorry. Because he's, he's up on current things. You just don't happen to know about that, and you do. So don't do that. Okay,
4: I'm sorry. So <laughs> what I will say is I Aaron ha- Magruder. Yeah, I love
2: Aaron Magruder? Yeah, Aaron Magruder. Oh, uh, Aaron
3: Magruder. It's yeah. his new uh his new television show. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you'll well, see, have- well, see I, I don't have a T V, so I'm I'm so forgive me. Right. And I don't have cable, so I haven't
4: seen it. But I saw I've been watching, I've been following Black Jesus. People don't well maybe some it's people don't know. For a while. Yeah, he's yeah. had him out as like a Occasional, um, like, bits. like yeah. yeah, like sketch and skits, and right. I think Black Jesus is fucking hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious,
3: but you know, so it, so what well, we is, can what watch is, it after the show. What, I got it right here. What, okay, what is it? What is it uh, the, the you said that he's had it for a while. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Uh, what, what's it been on? Is, uh, is it like on a television show, or is it like his comic strip, or like well, YouTube and stuff? Yeah, it's been yeah. on
4: like the internet prior mm-hmm. to it becoming being developed into an actual show. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, so it's on Adult Swim or whatever, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll watch it after the show no. and we'll talk about it another time since you guys haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, because I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
5: Because
4: my Twitter feed, etc. has definitely blown up. Well, that's one thing I will go back and say about the Lil', Kim, the Lil Kim's quote, diss, unquote, song and the this, the imaginary side chick song yeah when shit like that that's just it's just twitter it's black twitter bait i love it it's just it's that's when you really see the value of black twitter cuz they drag those <laughs> they, they drag them uh, <laughs> they yeah. drag them it's just hilarious you get to see the real genius of black just going ham on people <laughs> black people just fucking dragging the shit out of somebody it's hilarious
2: uh speaking of uh, reality shows or or well tv shows um so yeah i have a, a, another um oh, okay here we go my wife was like oh we were sitting there watching tv last night and she's like oh you want to watch this little show with me uh, about the little black girl i'm like what what show is this she's like it's called raising asia it's about this 8 year old uh black girl who's you know trying to be this superstar and she's really interested really super talented and i've been I've I've been uh, watching her or, since she was like four,
5: mm. and
2: I was like, okay, what else is on? So <laughs> right, what Aww. else? What else we got? Aww. So she was named off a couple of things, and I was like, eh, okay, it might be interesting for the show, whatever. I'll watch one episode, mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, okay, right, go ahead and let it play. So it's playing, and the little girls there talking, and you know, she's very precocious and whatnot, and um they showing clips of her father and I'm like, dude looks very familiar. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? And then they're showing her mom. Her mom's really pretty and everything. And I'm like, why well, dude looks, familiar. I'm like, I think I know him. And so then, um, she's still talking. I'm like, I think that's Chad's brother, which Chad is like my God sister. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think that's Chad's brother. That's Sean Ray. And mm-hmm. uh, he's a, he's a, a former professional bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And, She said, uh, yeah, you know, celebrity runs in my family, whatever. My dad was a body, but then they showed the pictures of him Mm -hmm. all. So I'm like, oh, that's him. That's, Mm -hmm. that's Sean Ray. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: You know, I was used to seeing him when he was younger with hair. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, so, um, this is my, my, my god sister's, uh, niece There's a show and her brother and his wife and two daughters, beautiful little family. And. It was it was it was an interesting show. Although I have to say, it was a little disturbing, which I had a feeling it would be, which is why I didn't want to watch it to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'm I think I mentioned on this show before. I'm disturbed by, and with, this is the thing that 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 gets me. I don't understand why your your homegirls, you guys aren't going after like these type of shows and this this whole industry with the you know the 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 the, the little kids starlets. Because I mean. T- I'm not comfortable with it. To me, oh, no, they're, they're, they're sexualizing the kids and they whatnot. Totally are. And it wasn't, I mean, they seemed to be a, like a, 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 a nice family and there wasn't a lot of family drama or anything like that, but mm-hmm. just some of the stuff was a little risque. And like I said, it, it wasn't really, really over the top, mm-hmm. but it was uncomfortable. I mean, I wouldn't want my daughter in that situation mm-hmm. and I felt uncomfortable and I feel uncomfortable just, a lot of times with you know exploiting that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's and it's not it wasn't as bad as some only because like you could tell that this little girl really wants this you know Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. really this is something that is just in her Mm -hmm. you know she wants to be this superstar so the it's more you get the sense that the parents are trying to help her achieve her goal rather than the parents who are because you got those other parents who are like trying to Forced it upon them to live vicariously right. through the children, but this which is something is, the kid really wants, right? So right. it's not as bad, but it still feels bad because the show was on an hour, and it wasn't until like the last probably five minutes before I heard the word schoolwork. Oh. I heard so many times about how many hours a day she she dances and sings mm-hmm. and this and that, and I'm like, what about school? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking that she might not eat. Either they're talking about her. Either they have to be talking about a summer schedule Mm -hmm. or, or she's homeschooled because there's no way she can spend the amount of time rehearsing that she does and go to school too. Yeah. So I I don't know which is which because I only saw the one episode and I don't know if it was the first episode or what, Mm. but you should have Joe Jackson trainer. Ooh, (laughs) Ooh. but yeah, you know, they had the makeup on her and the crop tops and the, then her routine was very, um, Suggestive. It had S and M overtones because oh, she no. had this whip, and <laughs> there was a uh, she had grown men dancers, and they were like the lions, and she was the lion lion tamer.
3: Ooh. Oh, what was it? What was the name of that movie? That, that had- sounds a little creepy. Uh, little Miss Sunshine is.
2: Yeah, Little oh, Miss yeah. Sunshine yeah. It had stuff yeah. like that, and- but they
3: were making fun of it. <laughs> well, yeah, right, yeah, right. They, they thought they were being extreme, <laughs> right? Right,
2: and even the, even the producers of the show tried to tone it down and was like can we get rid of the whip and you know they were like her her dance instructor and her mom was like and and she was they were all like no this is no mm -mm. can't how can i tame lions without a whip no (laughs) well you know you know that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) did she have a chair as well (laughs) no she did not have a chair oh well she can't you gotta have a whip and a chair (laughs) but yeah so i just i just find that really odd that i never hear anything about this when this is going on mm-hmm. but I don't know. I No I, feminists I, are very I feel like they they're not that vocal against it because it's not they can't blame it on men. No,
4: that's I, not true that's not Feminists are very vocal against the sexualizing and the exploitation of kids through these pageants and I mean there's a I mean that's where the critiques are really coming from mm-hmm. because it's like not only are you overly sexualizing kids at a too young age yeah. and, and financially exploiting from it. But you're also really foisting on little girls, the idea that their whole value comes from their superficial appearance. Yeah,
3: you know? Right. I, I, yeah. I've heard feminists uh, come out against yeah. uh, the no. pageant, the pageant lifestyle. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah uh, so, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where unless, you know, unless John Benet. I mean, another John Bonet comes around, that, and that's been twenty years. Yeah, you know people don't pay attention to it. Really. What are you talking
4: about? You got Honey Boo Boo-Boo. Boo. Honey Boo Boo's. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> she, I mean, she's totally the epitome of that. And I just, but read... I,
3: but I guess because it, it, it hasn't been a tragedy. I guess that's that's what. Well, I'm, what but I'm it saying. is becoming a tragedy mm-hmm. because. Well, first of off,
4: well, what by tragedy out... I mean being right, murdered. She hasn't. <laughs> she's, she's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <Yeah. laughs> that part <laughs> yeah. is true. Yeah. But I mean, I. It's so funny that you said that because I just read an article the other day about how um this the. Uh, Honey Boo Boo and her mom were on the Jimmy Kimmel show, mm-hmm. and so this person, this woman, a feminist author who was in the audience watching it, she was saying how like they tried to cut it to make it like cute and precocious, mm-hmm. but when you saw it live, it's like it's really obvious that it's she's really a fucking train wreck, and she's mm-hmm. just like a – you know, an entitled little badass kid that's being exploited by adults, you know? That's, that's too bad. And yeah, I mean so it it – yeah, it just – the cycle repeats, you know? Yeah.
2: So, yeah, well, anyway. Well, with that, it is finally, finally time for...
0: The Shiznit. The Shiznit. The Shiznit.
1: Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. Some
2: days I said, wish I was a kid again. Back in the days, 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 days Alright, and this week's back in the day, all about bikes. So let me dust off those bike stories, y'all. I wanna hear about <laughs> what's what's your most memorable bike or your first bike or you know, Some bike story or what, whatever. Like, even, and it's not just, it doesn't have to be strictly a bike. I mean, Mm -hmm. this includes big wheels and tricycles and whatever. Anything that's bike, you know, (laughs) (laughs) bike-like.
4: Anything that you can ride off into the sunset.
2: (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly. It's funny. Exactly, because I think my, I, I never had a big wheel of my own.
3: Oh wow! Oh my
2: god! Mm-mm. I never have a big wheel of my own, but we had a. We, we need had, to explore that in depth. Well, we no, we had <laughs> well, we had several. Um, we had a couple of communal big wheels. Mm-hmm. Cause see, the big wheels were like you know the the kind of like the bottom of the barrel, the little kitty kitty ones, or whatever. And you got the big bikes as you got older, right? And as the other old as the, the bigger kids would get the big bikes, then they would pass down the the big wheel. the big wheels to uh, smaller kids. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so we had those. We had the big wheels that we would all share that just kind of belong, you know, would mm-hmm. pass down. The, the and, communal big wheel. Right, wheels. exactly. <laughs> but <clears throat> instead of having the actual big wheel, what I got was <laughs> they had. A couple of competitors with the big one. that never did get as popular. Yeah, one, one was the Green Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other was the Blue Max.
3: The off brand. I, I, I remember the they Green Machine. It wasn't,
2: wasn't off brand. <laughs> yeah. They were alternatives. But, yeah, they
3: had commercials and yeah, everything. They did. Yeah.
2: I yeah. had the Blue Max. Oh, oh, you yeah, Ma- oh, had okay. the Blue Max. I had the Blue Max, which was like it was kind of slick because it had the it didn't have a handlebar. It had mm. like gears. Oh, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. He, oh! Right! 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 Yeah. yeah! And the gears move the wheels in the back. So if you move, like if you move the gears, uh-huh. like the uh, the right gear forward and the left left gear back, mm-hmm. then your uh your your it will have like uh rear wheel drive. Oh, okay. Okay. So the back wheels would then uh shift so that you can make a left turn, mm-hmm. and then you right. do the reverse to turn to the right. Right. Yeah, that
3: sounds complicated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no you can take to it instantly. That sounds like but something they was, should
4: bring back for kids and maybe the drivers on the road would be better today. It, it was
2: super <laughs> cool. <laughs> the, the the design of it was like you 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 didn't tip over. There was no flipping. Um, you know, but you couldn't do some of the cool things you could do with a big wheel. Like there was no like building of ramps and jumping off ramps and stuff cuz mm-hmm, you know, yeah. the big wheel then nobody really sat on the big wheel and pedaled unless you were like just a baby. <laughs> you know, the fun thing about the big wheel was, you know, you throw that little take that little seat backing thing off and then you put that one foot on there and then you, you know, you start kicking it, kicking your other foot and you could really get up like then. And then we'd go off the ramps and stuff. <laughs> ah! That's really how you play with the big wheel. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Well, I was y'all, just a little y'all suburban y'all, gr- y'all was gangster. gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I was
4: just a little suburban girl. We <laughs> just rode it. Yeah, we just yeah, we, yeah, we 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 rode
3: it. our seats in, yeah. man. Yeah.
2: yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, man. But, um, first I time I'm hearing just, of the no just, seat that's thing. That's funny. Yeah, man. You stood up and rode the big wheel, that's man. Yeah. Well.
4: I have a couple. So one was when I was really little. And I don't know. I don't, do they have these? I don't even know what they were called, but they were like the big round ball and it had like the two horns. Do you remember this? What big, I'm talking about?
0: Big, uh, no, ball. Not so oh far. my gosh.
4: That shit was so fun. It was like sitting on a big ball and you would just bounce around. Oh,
0: hippity hop. Yes. Hippity hop. Yes. Thank
4: yeah. you. Hippity hop was the shit. Okay. I yeah. a bike
3: though but well, you could but you you, but you could bounce it on it and, and you, you would ride it yeah right. and you you, you uh. go bouncing all up and down the street with that your uh, hippity hop oh my god yeah cuz they had
2: like like a horse and like uh, like some other different animals too right
3: uh it wasn't even it wasn't even an animal it was, was called, it? it was like a big giant rubber balloon
2: I thought the I thought they had a head on it, it, it though that no, was and had It had, had a handle I think mark. there
4: was an like a version where it kind of like the, okay. the they turned the handles maybe into ears like you know type yeah, of thing Yeah that's the yeah that's but the one I remember. That was my sh- that was my <laughs> jam. I used to I I think I got on the hippity hop way past when I was too old to right. <laughs> yesterday.
2: <laughs> yesterday. <laughs>
5: Exercise ball. Yeah. <laughs> it vibrates
2: mom. now. Yeah. The hippie top vibrates. Oh, yeah. if, if only. <laughs> but, and then
4: the other thing I remember about riding bikes, like like I said, I grew up in, you know, a lot of my childhood in the suburb, and mm-hmm. um, we lived on a hill, like a very steep hill, uh-huh. right? And I mean, I just remember we would just get on our ten speeds and just take roll the, down the hill, roll the fuck down the hill, like yeah. at top speed, mm-hmm. and like. Totally disregarding cars. Totally, yeah. I mean, not, I'm like, it's a miracle that we survived that. And it's yeah. like, our, if, if somebody saw kid no helmets, of course. Right, right. No knee pads, no. shoulder pads. Survival of, of the fittest. Totally. Yeah. If, if, if our, par- our parents would totally be in CPS today, right now, yeah. there's no freaking way.
2: Damon, Pickford Hill. We do. Oh, yeah,
4: thing. yeah, yeah. Pickford Hill.
3: It
2: was this, uh, <laughs> where, where,
3: where Dino and I grew up. There was this hill. That you know, when we were kids, seemed like it was uh, seemed like it was Mount Saint Helens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it seemed huge, man. Yeah.
3: But uh, <laughs> yeah, you you roll down that hill, man. I I you know, uh, uh, well not recently, but uh, as an adult, uh, I saw kids still doing the same thing. Uh-huh. I saw a kid rolling his bike down there, and he was speeding. And this car Ugh. stopped like one inch from hitting this kid. Ooh. I mean, her brakes just like
2: and yeah. She
3: yelled at the kid, and the kid because right at
2: the bottom of the hill, there's an intersection. Yeah, yeah. of course. And there's a you know, and you can't you can't stop. Right, and there was, stop
3: stop. Stop sign. Yeah. was no stop
2: sign. There's a stop. Was- there's a stop sign though, right? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a stop sign. No, I mean, but, on but our the, hill. Right. Yeah.
3: The stop sign is for the people coming down the hill, but I don't think there's a there's okay. one going crossing the intersection. Okay. Yeah. they have yeah. the right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, and that yeah, yeah. 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 And, Miracle. Spe- yeah. <laughs> and I I don't I don't remember what bike this was, but uh when my father taught me how to ride a bike, uh initially I had training wheels.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And um um So, uh, uh, you know, and I kept falling down in the, uh, in, in the parking lot. Uh, and I don't know how kids learn how to ride a bike today. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's still the same thing, Mm -hmm. but he had taken the training wheels off. And Mm -hmm. and so I I learned to ride the bike.
5: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
3: so the, the day I get home, uh, having learned to ride the bike, I say to my dad, dad, can I go outside and ride my bike? Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. The next thing I remember, I'm waking up in a hospital (gasps) And, oh, uh, and, uh, I, I, I spouted out the cliche, where am I? Wow. Awesome. And, uh, apparently I had been hit by a car. Um, Aww. and, um, that's what's wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. I, I was a super genius. Now I'm really a genius. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I, I, uh, yeah, I was hit, I was hit by the car and, uh, I didn't realize until recently that my father still feels guilty about that. Oh, wow. And that was, that was uh, 42 years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, but, uh, in, in from that time on, my mother wouldn't let me play in the street. I, no, no, she, uh, she just let me drive. I, I just got my license last week. She won't. <laughs> she, she wouldn't let me drive a car. You shouldn't
2: feel bad though, because all the parents sucked back then.
3: <laughs> seriously, you know? seriously,
4: my friend, my friend just posted like shit that only kids, a group of the '70s, will remember. And like I, the first thing, jarts. Remember? Jarts? Oh yeah, yeah, my, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yeah. I hit my cousin with one. <laughs> oh. And,
4: uh, for our listeners who were born after the '70s, jarts were javelin darts. Yep, they, javelin they, darts. They were like a big
3: live lawn dart, da- lawn yep, dart game. Yep, and yep. yeah. Mom, I stabbed my cousin in the heart with a dart, with <laughs> the <Yeah>. dart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then like the, the, the cool, the other, other bike story. I had this, uh, I had begged my mother to get me this, this, these bike to look like a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It had, it had shocks in the front and the back. Mm. Oh, and I remember I, those. Yeah. And I had like a number eight on the front. So it looked like a real, a yeah. real, uh motocry- motocross, motocross mm-hmm. bike. Yeah. And uh, you were the shit. Well, you know, I'm an only child, and my mother liked to spoil me. Uh, (laughs) And uh, she uh, so uh, and you know, she my mother played it real good. She was like, "Eh, No, I'm not gonna get you that. Mm -hmm. And she would ask, so I told her that's what I wanted for Christmas. She said, What else? (laughs) Wow, I said, I want the bike. She said, What else? (laughs) And so I I, I told her all these things, and then uh, I wake up, I wake up Christmas morning, I go in there, and there's this bike in the middle of the living room. Wow and uh so i i love that bike mm. and then like in the middle of the summer that year i was going to i was taking summer school at normandy avenue elementary school and i'm on my way home and these kids uh they say hey man that's a cool bike can i ride it and i was like mm. okay <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and rolled he said, off into
4: the sunset. we already know where this story well, yeah. going well
3: it, yeah he and so they they convinced me he said nah man you know just just uh so the kid took off disappeared and his friend was standing next to me and i guess the deal was i would kick his friend's ass if he didn't come back with the bike <laughs> and so uh so it, the kid was gone for a long time and then he came back and so I started running towards the bike and the other kid took off mm. and then that kid took off yeah. and then they, they stole my bike and I was running up and down the street. I was yelling at the police to come help me, oh. <laughs> but the cool thing, uh, emotionally, at least when I got home, I told my friends what happened. Mm-hmm. I told them where it happened. They all jumped on their bikes and went looking for the guys. Because they, oh, that they, was no, nice. Yeah, you know that they didn't. Cool. Yeah. They, you know they didn't find anything, but it was yeah. it was it was cool. That, yeah. that, you know, I, I was, you knew you right. weren't
4: abandoned. Yeah,
3: <laughs> to the yeah.
4: to the forces of evil. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well,
2: I got, the way I got I, uh, my first bike was um, I sued Pioneer Chicken. <laughs> <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, actually, my whole family got uh, food poisoning from some uh. Pioneer Chicken. And, uh, yeah, so we got a lawyer and everything and, um, and, uh, my mom was, you know, adamant about me getting this share. She's like, he got sick too. So he gets, he gets, you know, he gets something, something out of this too. And right. so I wanted a bike. So uh,
0: how old were you? And I,
2: oh man. Ooh. Uh, I want to say somewhere around somewhere around, uh, uh, first or second grade so okay, like seven to eight seven, right. somewhere mm-hmm. around there mm-hmm. and uh i really wanted one of those bikes that they sh- showed on channel 52 all the time mm-hmm. those those mongoose oh, right, oh yeah, right, right, right right i wanted one of those <laughs> but they didn't have them in our neighborhood i didn't know where to get one mm-hmm. like really at least at least i couldn't find them oh, where, when does. we went looking for them yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't i didn't know where to get one so there was no google i got this right so there was a yellow <laughs> But you know I'm a kid and yeah. I can get a bike right now. Yeah. I want a bike right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: I got a settlement. I want my bike now, 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 now. Right,
2: right. I was already getting jipped and didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a bike. You know, big whoop.
3: I'm being exploited. Give <laughs> me my bike. Right.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so I picked this other this other bike or whatever, and you know I was happy with it and all this, and so I went riding uh, with my my buddy Allen, uh, who lived around the corner. And Say, so man,
3: can you loan me 20 bucks? <laughs> oh different Allen? Yeah, different Allen. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: damn And Alan, so Allen just got
4: dressed.
5: We we uh
2: we parked the bikes and went inside Allen's for uh a snack and and also so I could uh lust after his his older sister. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had a fine older sister, oh, Sabrina. Shit. Ooh, she was pretty. Mm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I never not like girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your
3: pituitary gland is like, will you slow down?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was, in fact, the age that I wasn't supposed to like, not like girls, I would just pretend to not like them. So I wouldn't be, you know, because all my friends didn't <laughs> like them. Right. You don't want to be but, a weirdo. Uh, right. <laughs> you right. like
3: girls? What kind of fag are you? <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so while we were in the house making the snack, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, whatever, mm-hmm. and we went back out and... Everybody's bike was there but mine oh mine was gone and uh even as a kid I I I was 7 8 years old and I just I knew his brother did it his brother Gary he had a big mm-hmm. brother Gary who was around the house mm-hmm. and he just had the look mm-hmm. you know he looked like he mm-hmm. like just even suspicious. as a kid he looked right just to sh- me
4: a shifty eyed right, right. third grader and so we we <laughs>
2: And we were ro- one of them South Park kids. We all, you know, roaming around the neighborhood, trying to find it, looking around and stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking the whole time, why are we doing this? When you know it's your scary. brother yeah. you got my bike somewhere, yeah. is what I'm thinking, right? right. So, uh, so yeah. And uh, we finally found it. Uh, I can't remember where he hid it, mm-hmm. but it, he hid it somewhere, like in their garage or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we found it. And when I found it, I looked at him. I gave him this this meme mug, you know, and he just gave me he just kind of like a like this little smirk, like yeah, you got it, whatever. What you gonna yeah. do about a little nigga? Yeah, you know, yeah,
5: yeah. like you can't beat me up, yeah. you know. And now he's locked up. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, but that's funny. That I'll say this: there's no Christmas joy. That will ever compare as an adult to the Christmas joy you oh, felt yeah. on the morning you woke up and saw that damn bike. Yeah. That shit was like Santa Claus knows my name. <laughs> that
2: was so deep. I don't know. I was pretty happy about my Mach Five. You had a Mach Five? Yeah. What's that?
3: <laughs> That's a speed racer. racer car.
2: Speed oh, racer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it was yellow though. But yeah, it was a, a electric car, and I was like a huge. Thing for like 76, yeah, 1976. Yeah, had an electric car, so uh, yeah, I was pretty huge.
3: <laughs> and, and, and you were evi- environmentally conscious, <laughs> you know, that's
2: funny. So, yeah, I had it made for a little while until Deuce came along. <laughs> I was like seven mm-hmm. because I was like the only kid, like, because my, my brother and sister are so much older than me, mm-hmm. um, and my, my, my older cousin lived with us. And then my mom, and so I was the only kid in a house right. full of people who were like in like seventeen and above, right. or, you know, or um, so yeah, so I was the one that everybody bought stuff for, and right. was the was the kid that everybody because everybody you know yeah. Christmas for the kids, you know, right. so everybody you know I was the one. So I used to clean up, man, you know. <laughs> and that little nigga was born and fucked the whole game up. Fucked up ever since. <laughs> I ain't had a decent Christmas since <laughs> nineteen
4: seventy seven. <laughs> Damn, sounds like maybe
5: maybe you should convert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah.
2: But yep, so. Oh, that's
3: been a nice little stroll down memory lane. A bike ride down memory lane. Yeah, right, hip, <laughs> hippity hop, <right? laughs> hippity hop, <laughs> hippity hop down oh my memory
4: lane. I'm so glad you freaking thought of the name <laughs> of that shit. I could not remember the name <laughs> for that for nothing. Those were cool.
0: Hippity oh, <laughs> hop. Let's see if they still have that. <laughs> the shiznit. The shiznit. The shiznit.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, with that, that brings us to uh, the end of another episode of the Shiznit Show. Thank you guys for uh, coming back here checking us out. We'll see you next time. So uh, look for us on social media. Holla at your boy.
0: From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been The Shiznit. You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones, Hoopla, Top Shelf Bangers Radio, and The Shiznit.